When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Manchester United Redcast. It's back for this season by Ladbrokes. There are some rivalries in sport. Borg versus McEnroe. Hunt versus Lauder. Higgins versus Davis. I tell you what isn't a rivalry. Well, can you tell me, guest Mitchell, what isn't a rivalry in football? Well, I don't think uh, City are... Uh... It's correct. Correct answer. City United, that ain't a rivalry. Nouveau Riche, Disney Club. You can't buy history. Liverpool, however much we hate them, that is a rivalry. It's the benchmark of rivalry. A City should aspire to become rivals that has the... The, the, the hatred running through the veins of any United fan. They should aspire to that, but they don't because Liverpool are our rivals. They're the ultimate rivals and we beat them. Simple as that. Welcome to the Man United Redcast. I'm Ben Paul. I'm joined tonight by newbie Mitchell Dodds. Hello, Mitchell. Hello. Hello, welcome. Good to, to be here. Show. Well, it's nice to have you on the show. Um, yeah, it's about we- time. Yeah, well, you've been knocking on the door for long enough. We thought we'd uh, give you, we'd blood the youngsters like um, like Marino doesn't really do. Well, he does under duress, but you're you're the Rashford. He's been sitting on the bench waiting for his time. Welcome to the show. Do you have any um, early memories of being a United fan? Well, I do. Um, I remember Great. In my Let's nappy. move on then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember in my nappy. I can remember very well in my nappy watching them. It was uh, really? fantastic. Yeah, but you were wearing a nappy till you were about seven. Where are you from in in Manchester? For all our keen listeners, I'm from Sale, which uh, was the home of many United players before they got too rich. <laughs> yeah, like who who lived in your neighbourhood? Well, I live around the corner from Stuart Pearson. Ah, great um, Stuart Pearson, Paddy Crowen, who still Paddy lives Crowen. there. Yeah, Martin Bucken. Bucken. Wow. So we're talking the 70s here. You're giving away your age a little bit, but we're talking the Stepney. 70s. Alex Stepney. Alex Stepney. He was another sale boy. Well, but even more, not so, not so modern, Norman Whiteside. Ah, oh, great Norman Whiteside. So you grew up with these as your neighbours. Alas, they've all moved out to um, Mottram Hall and, and Presbury and places like that. But we beat Liverpool. We beat them, I wouldn't say comfortably, but we beat them 
And it wasn't pretty. I think, I think we could have beaten them comfortably had we uh, turned up in the second half properly. That second half was pretty gruesome, wasn't it? How do, how do you feel sitting watching that? I, I just knew it was going to happen because it's just it's just Mourinho all over it, isn't it? You just knew that at 2-0 he was going to park the bus and um, that's what he does. And as a fan, did you find yourself sitting there thinking within the first five minutes you knew how the rest, the other 45 or 40 minutes plus injury time was going to go? It was going to be excruciating, wasn't it? It was going to be wave after wave of soaking up attacks and hoping that one little trickle didn't make it... Um, over the line, over the Gea's line. How, how painful was it for you? That was painful. The, the defence were very good. I have to say the defence were very good. And I think that's Bailey coming back into the team has had a huge positive impact for sure. Massive. Um, but, but, but Mourinho is, you know, he's anti-football. He, um, he doesn't like to attack in the United way. And that's my biggest complaint with him. He's not uh, a United style manager. Some people will say that's what we need. I, I, you know, I don't want that. I think he lost a huge proportion of the club's support when he uh, when he did that against Liverpool when we when they the were on the ropes. They, yep, the nil nil. Yeah, they were on the ropes, they were lacking confidence, we were on a high and he goes there and parks the bus and I think overnight he lost a huge amount of uh, support. Well, we'll come back to that in a moment because um I'd like to tell everybody that uh, United Redcast is back to the season by Labrooks. Check out the latest offers at betunitedredcast.net. Um I don't know why I just came out with that. I've got this kind of like Tourette's thing. I have to keep mentioning Labrooks, Labrooks. <laughs> so it wasn't pretty, but it did get the, the Liverpool faithful spitting mad, didn't it? Spitting uh, mad. <laughs> it did indeed. <laughs> How much is Gary Neville waiting to get his little digs in on Monday Night Football tonight and across Twitter for the rest of the week? Have you I think seen? They're actually good. Do you think they're good mates, those two? I mean, do you actually think they're... Uh... I'd like to think not. <laughs> but I think there's a begrudging mutual respect there because Carragher, yeah, if think... you can understand what the hell he's saying, actually speaks sense. He's actually not a bad little pundit. Not He's not in the league, Gary Neville, but nobody is. But have you seen that footage? It's, it's, the, it's the waistcoats that, that really um, put me off there. <laughs> I can't see past those waistcoats. I'm just wondering... He doesn't. Ooh, if, it's, if it's if he's up fancy dress or whether someone sponsors him to wear those waistcoats, but he doesn't quite cut the, the the waistcoat figure like like a Bill Werbenick or any other great snooker great. But I would. I, I don't think I don't think David Beckham calls him up for any fashion tips. That's for sure. <laughs> but have you seen the, the spitting footage from Carragher? He said he was baited. I've seen the footage from the beginning. I don't want to dwell on. Um, something that isn't directly related to United, but this is a former Liverpool captain coming off the back of punditry at the United game where his team lost 2-1. I've seen the full footage. The the, the amount of wind-ups consisted of, hey, it's Jamie Carragher. Hey, Carragher, you lost 2-1. Cue spit, a full mouth of phlegm at a 14-year-old girl right in the face. <laughs> It's just, it's uh, well, just then a he, gift. Then he said, then he, said he, didn't see, he didn't see the daughter. He didn't see, no, uh, no. He didn't see her. No, because she was only sat right next to him, window to window. Wouldn't have seen it. But anyway, I don't want to dwell on that too much. Um, coming back to rivalries, coming back to this derby, we, how nervous were you before the game? Did you think we had the, the measure of Liverpool? Because let's face it, on form, who do you think is the better team at the moment? I, I, I honestly, I, I, it was one of those games. It reminded me a bit like uh, in the 80s when Liverpool used to win 
the league all the time. And yeah. you knew that when we played them, that it would just go against form and we would be and we often used to beat them we in did cup competitions and we, yeah. we didn't do too badly against them remember rush rush never scored against united till right till the very yeah. end of his career i remember paul walsh so, getting a few jammy little little ones yeah but we always used to do pretty well against them we and, did uh, yeah, against remember, form yeah remember robbo's goal against them oh screamer oh we took well, him the, we, the semi-final at main road in 1985 the one yeah it was just a phenomenal goal yeah, the one that was on the title sequence to Midweek Sports Special for years. Yeah, we just used to do well. So actually, even though on form, they were just clearly going to win with the way they've been playing. I just I just said I had, all along, I knew we were going to beat them. I don't know why, I just knew because it was just literally going back to those old days where we you know we turned the form tables around and, and, we, and, we, and, we, and we did beat them, but it wasn't pretty and it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't. comfortable. We could be, as as the great Brian Clough said, if football was meant to be played in the air, it would, you'd have grass in the sky. Those two goals were long balls. They were punts up. Um, Lukaku knocked them down. Um, talk us through Rashford's first goal. I mean, he took that ball really well. How about that for composure for a guy that doesn't play week in, week out? No, the, the ball is class. He's absolute class. And, and to be fair to Mourinho, he actually, I think, has given... Um, the youth some good playtime. I mean, if you compare that to how you know City's Imperious <laughs> Academy, yeah. you know where where the, the short the sum total of zero players have come through it. Oh no um, no no, Phil Fodden, Phil Fodden. Yeah, but he, yeah, he's not he's not a regular in the first team no. yet, and he's actually injured now anyway. I mean, ho- hopefully he will come through. Um, you know, from their perspective, because he's an English talent, but it's, it's not it's not yeah it's not there. He's not there now. Wasn't it great Whereas, to he, see Rashford out there? I love that guy. I love that player. He's, he's united a proper, through and through. He's a proper, proper red. He's a proper red. He's committed and he's not got an ego. Not no. yet, anyway. And he's not, he's not scared of... of, of he, he has maturity beyond, above his years. The, little, the ball came through from Lukaku. I'll come to Lukaku in a second. But the little nod down was, was, sponta- was, was, was perfect. Um, it, it was instinctive. And then the little cut back and then it slotted at home. He made it look easy. I mean... To be to be honest, he didn't have much in in Lovren, but that was a beautiful goal. And the second one he took really well as well. Lukaku, I, I, I think I think goal. he's got the potential to be world class. Um, so do I. I really do. Do you think there's a bit of a problem though? Do you think there's a bit of a problem that there used to be a lot of a lot of bodies who wanted to play number ten behind the striker, but now there seems to be a lot of bodies that want to play on the left. Rashford is great on the left, but so is Marshall. Pogba wants to play out on the left. We got. We just bought Sanchez, who wants to play. On yeah, the but left. I, this is what I don't understand. It's to me, Pogba is not a winger. He's, he's if anything, he's a left-sided midfielder. He's not a winger like no. Giggs was. He's not a winger. You know, that's going to tear down the flanks and, and and cross the balls in. I I don't know. I don't know what United's system is at the moment. We seem to have left-sided players, but no true system. Uh, I find it confusing. It is confusing. What did you think we missed, Pogba? Look, I'm a huge, huge Pogba fan. I was absolutely gutted when Pogba left. I was uh, at that game where Pogba came on the pitch and everyone thought he'd signed the contract and uh, everyone was going ballistic that he was staying. And uh, I was gutted when he left. And I'm a massive fan. I want him to stay at the club. I definitely think he should be an integral part for the future United team. Do you think this is a bit of a smokescreen, the the feud between Pogba and Mourinho? Yeah, I do. After the game, you saw behind the scenes cameras of Pogba coming out and giving Mourinho a hug during the uh, the post match interview. Do you think it's a bit of smoke and mirrors that they're diverting attention away from the real problems? 
it's hard to it's hard to say. I, I think there could be an element of that, um, but at the same time, you know, Pogba is he's different to Rashford, isn't he? He's got a huge ego. Yeah, you know, he's he's got an enormous ego with all the bling that comes with it. Do you need to flatter that I, ego? Well, yeah, I think you've got to, you've got to feed it, and I think for him, his his best position is playing in a three midfield on, on the left there, and he's got to be sort of let loose a bit. He's not he's not going to be your holding midfielder. He's not going to be the one tracking back and, and making key tackles like Keno would have done. Yeah. He, he's your more he's your attacking left side midfielder, which goes back to my original point: is what what is our formation? What you know, where is everyone going to play in this team? And and my worry is at the moment is you're almost working towards freezing Rashford out. That's the problem, isn't it? Uh, I mean, on the one hand, you've got Rashford's only what twenty one, maybe or twenty. I think Martial's twenty two. Sanchez is twenty nine. They could learn a lot from Sanchez. He probably got to what two, three years maximum. Rashford and Martial have got a long, long future. But we do, we do talk a lot about them. I think it's Rashford's. It was Rashford's game. He got the man of the match. Perfect. But other unsung heroes in the game. Ashley Young, check your pockets for Mo Salah. Check your pockets. He had yeah, Mo Salah Ashley in his Young, back Ashley pocket Young's the whole game. He's had a cracking season. He really has, actually. He's had a cracking season. He's done. A, he's done a great job. He's what? How old is he? I think he's forty-seven. I think he's older than Eddie <laughs> Nesta. Uh, he's um. He, but, he, well, he's you know he was he was formerly the lead singer of Hot Chocolate, wasn't he? So he's done well to. <laughs> no, well, actually, joking apart, Dion Dublin's dad. They said was the no actually he was the lead singer of Shawadi Wadi. Um, yeah, Ashley Young had a great game. He could arguably have been man of the match. Mo Salah, the most what the, the most on form player in the league. Him and maybe De Bruyne yeah, sure. and Azad. Um, but he kept him in his back pocket. That was, he was fantastic. Bayi, how different does that defence look when Bayi is back? Now, Bailly is, is a true colossus that we need in the in the form of Stam and, and Vidic. Yeah. You know, he's he's a colossus, and yes. we just need him to stay fit. Simple as that. He's well, just got to stay fit. He's had too many hit, injuries. You've actually hit the nail on the head. When he got injured in the second half, I was kind of thinking, head in my hands, thinking, oh god, it's the ankle again. Bailly, let's face it, he could be another Vincent Company. He could be a bit of a crock. I severely hope he doesn't because the ultimate accolade you can pay to a centre-half centre is that he makes Smalling look good, right? Am I right? Am I right? You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah um, I'm, I'm, the draw is, I mean, for me, um, Smalling's not, he's not good enough for that, for that team. He's just not, um, I'm not, I'm not a huge Smalling fan. No. I think either. Well, as you know, there's a constant theme in this, in this podcast that Smalling, Jones, they ain't good enough. If you could buy one centre-half to pair with, um, with Bailly, who would you go for? Uh, I think I'd probably sign myself. Actually, that's why. <laughs> Mitchell Dodds. Yeah, I think it would be a the natural pairing if you uh, if you ask me. Look, I, I'm I'm you know for me, I would actually like to see some from the youth come through to that position. I, I would like rather than buying someone else, uh, you've got this Axel Tanzibi. Uh, he's yep. to be the real McCoy. Yep. You've also, also got Fosu Mensu who can yep. play central defence. Yep. I mean, at the moment, you could even still play uh, Rojo in uh, in centre back. Yeah. Um, I, I think Rojo is a, is a great player, and I think if you know if he's got someone like Bailly there, he's got the height advantage. Uh, I, don't, I just don't want to keep buying, you know, all these expensive players. It, it, it's just, it's not the United way. United has always been to uh, nurture the youth 
and then you know integrate them with some world class talent. I like some of whom some like. of some of whom were like um, obvious when you buy them, and others were more subtle, like Cantonai, which is an ins- inspirational signing. Yeah. Um, I you know. agree. I like the cut of your jib because there's nothing finer than seeing one of your, your local lads come through. Um, I agree. I would love to see Fossi Mensa playing a lot more regular. Well, he's obviously out on loan at the moment. Fossi Mensa and Axel Tanzabi. Um I have it on slightly um, contact of a contact that Older Wilder, the uh, Tottenham centre-half, will be on his way to United next season. Because they're too they're too tight to pay him a decent wage, and we'll probably pick him up fairly cheap. He'll bring the experience of a twenty nine year old. He is one of the best centre halves in the Premier League. Let's make no doubt about it. Alder Wilder and Bailly would be a magnificent pairing. I think our fullbacks might be getting a bit old, um, but we do have youth coming through. Uh, those aforementioned. Um, but well, you've got this other guy. What's this guy? Dimitri, Dimitri Mitchell. Mitchell is supposed to be. Uh... Uh, a very tasty player. I think isn't he? Uh, isn't he a left back? Isn't he? Uh, isn't he playing that position? You tell um, me. Yeah, um, I think he's 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 supposed to be one one to look for. Um, there's a lot of talent, obviously, coming through with um, Chong and yes. uh, Gribbins and Gibbons and all these other players like Angel Gomez. There's a there's a lot of promising talent coming through. I want to see that. I want to see that being nurtured. I mean, I think there's some. Some key things. Season Jesse Lingard's obviously had a has a great a great season. Uh, I see him more as an impact player, more of your soul shot coming on. I, yeah. I don't see him really someone to yeah. start start the game. Yeah, um, not but, just. But yet, going but back maybe, to what you were saying before, going back to what you were saying before about Ashley Young, what what's concerning most United fans about him is this bizarre situation with Luke Shaw. You know, arguably England's finest left back yeah. or promising finest left back. A couple of years ago, now he's being regarded as being hailed as still England's finest left back, but doesn't start a game. I know. You know what's that? What's that all about? I don't know. Well, on the one hand, you see his, you know, the way he played before his injury, and there was no finer left back, and you see him being bloodied coming through in a couple of games here and there, and you think finally he's going to get his chance. I mean, Ashley Young can't go on forever. Maybe Luke Luke Shaw is going to be pushed for next season. But then there's still rumours about Danny Effin Rose. Come on. It's not exactly to pay fifty million as well. It's the the noisy neighbours, the nouveau riche, the you know, the they pay fifty million for any any left back that's or fullback, but not us. Their defence is their defence is over three hundred million now, isn't it? Haven't they spent over three hundred million on the defence? Yeah, they've on their spent more on the defence in North Korea, apparently. Rumour has it. Can you tell me what Sanchez was doing um, on on Sunday? On Saturday, I, I heard that he was. I heard that he took a quote for a painting job um, on the. <laughs> I think him and Salah went. Well, I think uh, they went, him and Salah went off shopping, didn't they? <laughs> well, apparently, apparently, by the end of the game, they they bought quite a lot of stuff off Amazon. <laughs> what, because, what I, I mean, Mkhitaryan scored again the weekend. He scored in Europe against AC Milan away from home. I mean, it's, it's lovely for the fella. It's lovely for the fella. He's done really well at Arsenal. He kind of fits in there. But did we get? Uh, are you starting to feel that maybe Wenger pulled one one over us? No, I don't. I think I think we've got. We've there's no question about it. We've got an absolute gem there. And some players, it takes time. It just is not going to happen overnight. Some some players, you know, in in, in our past took whole season to get warmed up. I mean, you look at something like Pallister. Everyone was. I mean, remember when, when Ronaldo came? Everyone was going mad the first season, like. 
all fur coat, no knickers, couldn't there. do this, I couldn't do that. First game, I was there, and yeah. it was step over, step over. But you know, you it takes see. a bit of time. But I, th- I think you've got to work out. He's got to work out what his team is. You know, you you mentioned before about some of the players, and obviously Lukaku did have a good game. He was instrumental in those goals, um, and he was you know a beast and very difficult to play against. But mm. you know, isn't there an argument say that he, he he shouldn't really start every game? I mean, mm. you know, you've got Martial, Martial. Is he really a left-sided player, or is he actually, or should he not be played as a striker? And um, at yeah. the moment, the the this decision to to start Lukaku every single game is interfering somewhat. And that's not yeah. to say that by dropping Lukaku or, or rotation doesn't mean that you've you've yeah. you think your your purchase, your signing as a as a flop. It's Agreed. about you know especially, getting the best out of your squad. Well, especially as um, not not that this this week isn't a good example because we've got Seville. We'll talk about that in a moment. But we've got them coming up tomorrow night. Um, you can rest players because Europe's still important. We might not have a cat in hell's chance of uh, of getting there, but um, it's important to rest players. And I, I kind of agree with you. We did it last season with Zlatan. Lukaku is droppable. Um, it's, he's, he's restable. And I would hate for Martial to go, do you know what? I'm sick of sitting on the sidelines. I'm off. Because Martial is one of the most talented players at the club. And being no doubt, I've seen that player week in, week out. I've seen him play in the reserves. He is quality. And I think Rashford and him, they could fight over the left wing role, but both of them could play centre centre forward as well. And it would be a shame for them not to at least start a few games at centre forward. But also, come on for Lukaku. Let's, let's get real. Matic looks knackered. He had a good game on on Saturday, but... He looks knackered. You can rest players and they will last the season. Um, quick thought on McTominay. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, listen, I, I have a romantic, uh, absolute love for the, for the youth players. So as soon as they come on, I'm all automatically yeah. thinking yeah. they're going to succeed and they're going to be great. And, you know, often often it's not the case. But McTominay looks a proper prospect, doesn't he? He looks... Uh, he looks class no question about it Scotland's McTominay he's opted to play for Scotland and we're going to hear from Mitchell Dodds superfan after this this is the Manchester United Redcast it's back for this season by Ladbrokes uh, I, I, my, my, my theory is with these with great players they, they tend to be the ones that really stick with the club are the, are the British players, the, you know, your Robson, your Keynes, that it just, I don't know, the team means even more to them. I, I'm just not sure foreign players come to the club so they, they have that bond. I just don't see it. Um, we've never replaced Keane. We've never replaced him. We are, um, we are counting the Republic of Ireland as Britain in football terms only, but I Yeah, do you know I what I mean? That point. homegrown, that homegrown, it's, you know... When I when I count when people talk about with the English players for the team, I I, I count. I say, look, I'm, I don't just say English. If they if they come from UK Republic of Ireland, to me that is homegrown. Mm. It's um, and we've never you know we've never replaced Roy Keane, and um, that that's the player we need. You know, when you remember that Juventus game, who's uh, going to do that? Yeah, well, that's you don't the see thing. Marshall. You don't see Martial doing that, do you? You don't see players lifting, grabbing the rest of the team and saying, come on. I mean, he did that knowing he wasn't even going to get to... You know, that's why some people call him Moses, don't they? Because he never got to the promised land. And um, <laughs> yeah. he uh, he did that knowing he wasn't going to play. That That's some selfless act of courage. He was incredible. He's, yeah. a, he's, he's 
a great, great oh, leader, great player. And I found, personally, watching the Liverpool game, that we lacked that kind of leadership on the pitch. Um, Definitely. I don't know where are we going to have it in the club. Um, coming back to that second half, the frustrations of defending so deeply meant mm. that every time we lost the ball, we lost the ball between our the penalty area and the halfway line, which meant we were under constant attack. Liverpool had 68% possession. Um, it's scandalous. Scandalous they should have that Old Trafford. And, you know, United, they lack a leader, someone who's going to say, this is not acceptable and just stop that happening. And Roy Keane would have done that. Yeah. He would have done that Brian in Robson no uncertain terms. It. Exactly, they would have done it. Um, Remy Moses, all these great players. And, you know... We we don't have we don't have that kind of leader and that's that's something to address and I, I personally think it's got to come from within the club. You, it's not so easy to buy that player because when it comes from within the club or even if it comes from someone that's brought in from another you know an English player or a British you, you Republic of Ireland player, I think those are the ones who end up leading the team. That's just from my 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 own personal feeling. Just out of interest, United. how many British players can you name for for? Like, would would you put out in a strong United team? Because I'm thinking there's quite a lot there. There is quite a lot. You, if you had Smalling and Jones and, and Young, and possibly Luke Shaw, one could play on the Luke Shaw. You know, that's yeah, a defence full of, full of English players. Then you've got McTominay, arguably Scottish, but English, but British. Yeah, but it's still that, um, yeah. You've got Lingard. Jesse, you've got Jesse Rashford. Lingard. You've got, um, you know, there is a lot. Of, United, even though we hate England, you can, as, as, as the great poets... Um, once said, you can stick your effing England up your ass after the, the, the booing Gary Neville and the debacle of hanging effigies of David Beckham after the World Cup. But yeah, absolutely. we do our bit for club and country, which you can't really say about some of our rivals, <coughs> arguably no. City. How many, how, many, how many British players does City have currently? Oh, the, you know, the, 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 Sterling? Marv, marvel in the wonders of their youth policy, of their youth system, of their incredible academy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that's but they really produced. don't have them, do they? Liverpool... Nobody who's come through. Who's come through there? Who's come through their youth academy system? That's it. And made it the one they call Phil Fodden. What Phil about Fodden. Liverpool? Of Liverpool, what are they doing for club and country? What are they doing? Who have they got? Matic, Matip, Lovren, um, this Virgil Van Dijk. That's their. That's their. Actually, they've got Robertson, perhaps at a full back, and they've got. But they don't really. They've got this that Terran Trent Derby as well. Isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the um, oh, Oxlade, Cha- yeah, Oxlade Chamberlain. Arnold, who would have thought Liverpool would be filled with double barrels? Arnold, what's he's called? Whose dad is actually one Arnold. of the club secretaries. Not yeah. many people know that. Um, looking ahead, okay, so we've we've sort of said we've beat Liverpool. The result is better than the performance, but it doesn't matter. We had to beat Liverpool. That's our rivalry. Um, we've got City coming up in the next few weeks. I don't care about the performance on that as long as we don't lose. I wouldn't even push to win. I'll say don't lose. Seville is coming up tomorrow night. That nil-nil board draw from the mm. other leg was possibly one of the... Le- Dullest games I've seen in years. Are you actually, anticipating anything different tomorrow night? I think there's going to be a, a certain, a lot more confidence in the team. And there's three good wins, haven't there? We beat Chelsea, Palace, and now uh, yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. That's got to have a, a really positive. So I'm hoping that um, Mourinho will, you know, 
be slightly less into parking his bus and go at them because he's got nothing to lose. He's got, he's got, you know, we're, we are a better team. This should be a comfortable win. It really mm. should be. We're at home, aren't we? So we are, but the, which means one away goal. We've got to score two at home. So we yeah, can't I mean, afford you know, we, to sit but, back. But Old Trafford is, is a somewhat of a fortress, isn't it? He hasn't lost. No, very often at Old Trafford. No, um, they've lost. They've let in seven goals now uh, all season at home at Old Trafford. But mm. one goal will alter the course of that game. I'm hoping you're right, and I think you make a very good point that we are coming off the back of three big victories. Um, that last, I mean, that victory, that victory Palace. against Palace. <laughs> no. Oof, that was amazing, amazing. Um, so, I, what, so what do you, do you think he plays? Do you think he plays Matic with McTominay? Do you think that's a bit too uh, defensive, or do you think I he plays see, one of them? I don't see anything wrong with sticking to the same team we had against against Liverpool. Um, personally, would you do anything different? I'm not sure how Sanchez starting. I really wouldn't. I'm um, not sure. Do you know what? I don't see you didn't. Lingard. Stick Lingard in behind Lukaku because the Sanchez was playing number ten, and Lingard is is homegrown. He knows what it feels. He knows what it's like to be a United player at home in the European Cup. We need to win. We need to go. We need to progress. Who knows? We could be lucky this season. We could grind out like we did last season in the UEFA in the uh, Cup Winners' Cup, whatever it's called nowadays. Um, look, Liverpool, Liverpool fluked their way to a European Cup uh, success, didn't they? They were, that that season. They, they, the season right. before, they'd come thir- third in the league or something, hadn't they? Yeah. So they, they, had they weren't really, even the best right team be in Liverpool in that year. They, no. The second, the second best comeback in a European Cup final. Obviously, the, the best one was Barcelona '99, where you, if you do the maths, two goals in a, in two minutes is better than three goals in forty-five minutes. Simple maths, simple maths. Um, but let's. So, what's give us a prediction? Uh, I, I, I've got a feeling we'll win two 0 Actually, I do. I think I don't, I don't see us conceding, and I think we'll score. Um, I want to see Marshall. Um, I want to see Marshall play. I'd like to see Rashford keep his place. I really would. I think he deserves that. I think you've got to show that commitment. When a player comes back, scores two goals in such an important game, having had a break like he has, uh, you've got to reward that. I mean, otherwise, it just sends a terrible message out. Um, well, I kind of agree with you because it's it's it, you know it's it's hard for a, a youngster like him to take knocks when you don't understand why you've got that knock and to score two goals against Liverpool, as you said. How about this? I think Lukaku's got to start. I think he's a man mountain. He's unplayable, but I think Rashford should start, and I think Lingard should start, and I think so. There's a space going on the right because, um, I th- well, who would you give it to? I would put. I, I I would put. I would put. I would stick with Mata on the right. I really would. I think he's such right. an intelligent player, and I would have. Um, I would have uh, Rashford up with Lukaku. I think Lukaku has done enough to start, um, and then I'd like to see Martial on on the left. So where would you, there's no room for Rashford then? Well, hold on, I'm having Rashford up with Lukaku. So oh, you'd actually have what? Are you considering a four-four-two? Well, you know, we we've talked about this before. I, I always believe in a four-four-two. I don't get this. Uh, if if Pogba's not fit, which it sounds like it's fifty-fifty at the moment, then I would have Martial and, and Mata on the on the uh, on the flanks, and in the middle I would put. Um, you know, Matic uh, and McTominay, something like that. Like two strong, yeah. two strong players. Um, that's that's in a way it's, it's quite a defensive. Uh, so I'm I'm open to sort of changing that. Maybe have one of those. It, you know, McTominay is a holding midfielder. 
So with a, with a cute pass on him. Um, I think I like I like the sound of that four four two. We'd have Rashford. I would love to see what it was like for Rashford to play alongside Lukaku. Yep, Martial on the left, Matter on the right. That's some good. That's some good width. Some good trickery. And then two holding midfield players. So McTominay. Yeah, and but where's that? Yeah. Where's that creative spark in the middle? That's what worries me. You know, in in back in the day, we would have had Keane with skulls there. You yeah, know, but, what I mean? I would, two... but I would, you'd, you'd also have a Carrick in there. But I think McTominay is more in the mould of a Carrick. I think, and I think he will break up play. He's not a holding midfielder in the way that Ince used to be and Keane used to do. I don't think they exist anymore. You don't you don't go in with crunching tackles. You break up yeah. play by anticipating where the ball's going to go and clever movement. And I think McTominay has that. And I think he's been groomed by um, by Carrick to do that. That would be a cute team, that. Um, I, in- think, I think that would be very tasty. I think, I think that would be a very, very tasty um, starting eleven. Um, uh, and we should we should beat them. I think we should beat them comfortably. But it's all about Mourinho's tactics, isn't it? And whether he lets people play. Well, anybody that listens to this podcast will, would know that I have called for Mourinho's head on a weekly basis. I personally can't abide the man. I don't think he is united. I think he should. Um, his tactics are negative. He's um, every time the. the the, the Glazer family give him money, he's like throwing mud at a wall and seeing what sticks. It's nothing clever in that. We're becoming like the other teams. We're becoming like Moneybank City. Um, it's not the United way. I would like to see a cleverer manager, somebody that's up to date with the modern day football and, he, and plays cute football, like, dare I say it, Jurgen Klopp, like um, Pep Guardiola, like uh, Pochettino. I would like to see somebody in that in that mould. Um, personally, I would be happy if Mourinho walked away at the end of the season. I know a lot of people would disagree with me with that, and it's controversial. I mean, at the end of the day, we are second in the league. We're still in the in in, in the cup, and uh, well, still in the in domestic cup as well. Do you think I'm an idiot for saying that? Do you think I'm wrong? No, I'm I, I'm I'm with you. When yeah. when he played that, when he his tactics against Liverpool away, he lost me, and he's not done anything to to win me back. To be honest with you, uh, I think he's just he's just too negative. I think he's a one trick pony, and his and his his game's been sussed. I think he's not really got anything new to add to his initial magic that won him all those cups with uh, in so many different leagues. Yeah, but I tell you what, I'm I'm gonna. I'm, I'm not an unreasonable person, and Mitchell Dodds. It doesn't. It sounds like you're not an unreasonable person as well. If between now and the end of the season he started playing more elaborate football, more flourishing football, started getting creative again and got results, and when we beat City, we ended up second in the league, and did had a pretty good cup run in both cups. I might be changed. My mind might be changed. Let's leave it at that. So you're going for two nil against Seville. I'm gonna go big guns here and go for three nil. I'm yep. not um, possibly three one. I think we yeah, um, and I think that is about time on this particular podcast. Thank you very much for joining us, lifelong United fan, sale resident, and, and cousin of the stars, Mitchell Dodds. Um, I've been thank ben you Paul. for having me. I would like to say it's a pleasure. It has been a pleasure, and um, that's been this week's Man United podcast. Join us uh, next week where you'll get more of the same ramblings, rantings and nonsense. Good night. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at unitedredcast.com.
ladbrooks.com. This is the Manchester United Redcast. It's back for this season by Ladbrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.